Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Uh, this appeared uh, Jalen Tyson lit the fuse last night. Okay. There was a moment where he got a block shot out of bounds. And so I'm, I'm 100% in agreement with the texter here. There was a moment he got a block shot out of bounds. And he said something to one of their players afterwards in the... Official kind of stepped in and calmed Jalen down a little bit and then went Jalen went right back to the player after the official walked away and didn't say anything, but he definitely was in his space. And um, it just, you could see he was frustrated or angry about something. So I don't know. And so the player who was, was Holmes for Iowa State went right back at him. And you could tell those two were... It was a, a grudge match mm-hmm. at that point. Went right back at him, and he missed a floater in the lane or whatever. And um, it just looked like a little personal battle going on right there. And and I think I, I don't know if that's what got Jalen Tyson going. Um, it felt like soon after that, uh, the Red Raiders had elected to go with a press, and Jalen really got himself going that way and you know the television broadcast if you watched it on tv last night they had mentioned two or three different times that um you know iowa state was killed by the press against missouri you know the weekend before and they were surprised that the red raiders hadn't been using it they thought that they they would you know see the success that missouri had and they would do the same thing but tech didn't elect to do so until Mm -hmm. about 10 minutes or so I, i don't know exact time but left in the in the second half and that's that's where that's where you got going man that's that that's what kind of kick-started everything and then iowa state's ball handlers just didn't handle the ball very well uh this from the eight swing center chat line the crowd seemed as loud as i've heard it watching from the tube uh this woke up middle of the night and shocked went to bed thought no way to win dang should have recorded it yeah i'm I'm falling into that uh, deal, too. Uh, I'm obviously glad we won, but I'm afraid Harmon will try to continue the style of play. Won't win again if that happens. That from New York Dad. What uh, What's your thought on that? Well, the too much dribbling from point guard on the perimeter has been a major problem for you all season long, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, so last night when it all started to go bad, um, and you're, I mean, when you all started, when you started to turn it back around or whatever, it, it was working really, really well with, I mean, it was to the extreme, like Dave, Davion, don't give up the ball. Just keep, keep attacking. They'd cut him off one way and spin and go back the other way and he'd ball fake and step through. And I mean, just, just kept going. It's just, I just don't know that that's a sustainable offense, but last night it was working. And so credit Davion and credit the tech coaches and saying, hey, let's find a way to, you know, get points on the board here. Let's figure out what's working right now. And, and they did, and, and, it, and it did work. But it was the farthest thing from a free-flowing offense mm-hmm. and where everybody's involved and – Guys are cutting and moving without the basketball and all that kind of stuff. Now there, it did lead to a, to a few kickouts for shots, stuff like that. But uh, again, I'm not knocking Harmon. I mean, he he. I mean, his his offense was a major reason you got back in that game. Uh, this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line with regard to Coach Mark Adams. Does this win save his job? I I, I got to tell you. I mean, I know that it's been a rough season. I know things have not gone well at all. 
But, I mean, they went to the Sweet 16 last year. You could say it's maybe with somebody else's players or a portion thereof, but, I mean, not really. I mean, he, he crafted that roster, saved some of those players from leaving. Um, I, I guess I'm not one that says, you know, one hiccup bad season leads to immediate dismissal, especially when you look at, at the buyout. You've got to give somebody, a, a, to me, an opportunity to right the ship. So uh, I guess I wasn't in the boat of uh, – of dismissing him uh, after the season. So I'm not going to say one one job saves him if somebody was thinking about it from that standpoint. There are probably those that uh, felt that way that uh, still feel that way, but uh, I'm, not, I'm not in that boat. Um, I don't know what boat I'm in. Um, if you had been 0-18, that would have been a little bit difficult. Admittedly mm-hmm. um, so. And... and um, I agree with everything you said. You know, just we're a Sweet 16 team a year ago. You got to give a coach a chance to get it going in the right direction. Again, all that. I'm in I'm agreement with all of that. But I ask you the question. All the rumors that you've heard about the players being frustrated with what went on in Hawaii and all the off-the-field stuff, all off-the-court stuff, does that – maybe keep you from getting the benefit of the doubt and giving you a chance to come back it's i gotta think it's a factor but also have to wonder okay what's gone on in that locker room since you know with those players with the coaching staff with the head coach you know has he asked for a second not necessarily that he needs to ask for a second chance but maybe you know has he righted the ship with how they've kind of handled their business moving forward i i think a significant thing here has to be how much of this roster stays Whether he keeps his job or whether, um, I mean, if you're if you're two and sixteen and you have you know eight players or seven players that have eligibility remaining mm-hmm. that leave, okay, some crazy amount of then that doesn't speak highly to what the program is. No, I'll just I'll just I'll just say this: if depending on I mean, regardless of how many people leave next year. Um, if let's just say you only win three or four more games, okay, let's just say you win. Let's uh, figure. No, no, he, there's no way he keeps his job then. If you win three or four this year and three or four next no, year, no, 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 no. Yeah. What I was going to say, if yeah. you just win three or four games this year, the seat's pretty warm going into next year. Was going to be my point. Extremely. Yeah. Yeah. So it, to me, it would probably be the warmest of anybody's in the conference. Yes. So. Uh, I I think he survives. I think he has a chance to right the ship. I think there'll be changes. Um, I, I also think he survives. Yeah. You know, so I don't. But I do. But I do think that you're kind of on notice that hey, you got to fix this. Um, you got to you got to fix what you can to make sure that you can go out and get recruits so that your reputation as a coach isn't damaged uh, with with all the off the court stuff. And then from the on the court uh, stuff, you got you got to figure out a way to. to Come up with your identity because it feels like you've lost your defensive identity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there was just, I mean, lots of misses this year in the transfer portal, and lots of misses in um, the personnel that you went over as far as, went after, I should say, as far as does this fit what you want to do? And mm-hmm. I, I mean, you've lost your identity because I think you've lost your you've lost your style of players that fit in that defense. So now you got to go get those guys. You tried to sell your soul to the offensive devil and Didn't uh, work. and you that that's not been pretty either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, somebody wants to know if I learned the words to if I were a rich man, feeling rich this morning. What I learned about if I were a rich man, there's a lot of da 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 and he does that a lot. The guy that sung If I Were a Rich Man. He does there's words with it, but then he does a lot of da 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 There's a lot of that in there, Jamie. So I'm not answering. What do they call that? It's not completely inaccurate what? that my singing from yesterday. What do they call it? It's got like a term and like scat. Scat, yes. Scat. Yeah, I was thinking that's what it is, but then I feel like that's like animal dropping. That is also animal dropping. <laughs> okay, but it's also it's a jazz term where yeah. you mimic a mimic an instrument. Instrument. Yeah. 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 That's totally what I was thinking, but I was afraid to say it, Jeff. Thank you. But the, uh, <laughs> thank to you. answer the textures question, uh, no, he did not learn the rest of the words. No, I did not learn the rest of the words. Uh, I was, I was, I was going to try to record some of it, but um, I was told not to use my phone. So I just, I'm, I, I listened to my lucky lady there for about three hours, and did not, did not take my phone out and record anything. So like, I don't have any. I don't have any audio for you from last night. All right. Uh, 6.40 this morning on the morning drive. Hey, today's the last day of the month. Did you know that? I did know that. Okay. January 31st. Usually Je- when it's the 31st, that means there's not a 32nd. There's not months. a 30. Thir- Usually. Maybe, maybe there maybe. should be a 32nd somewhere. The morning drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Today is January the 31st, 2023. Where did the month go? It's gone after today. Here with this day in sports history, we'll see if somebody makes it today, is Jeff McGuire. I am breaking one of my rules later, but it'll make sense when we get that far. <laughs> 1927, <laughs> National League Rules future baseball Hall of Fame infielder Roger Hornsby cannot hold stock in the St. Louis Cardinals and play for the New York Giants. Mm. He would earn $2,916 dividends on the same day by selling the stock. Okay. 1959, former star, uh, former Major League Baseball shortstop and manager Joe Cornyn signs a seven-year pact to become the American League president. 1991, Denver Nuggets' Michael Adams becomes the shortest NBAer to get a triple-double. Would you like to guess how tall he is? Adams was 5'8". I, I have 5'2 uh, in my head. 5'10". Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I shows you what I know. Yeah, he was. I mean, Muggsy was five four. Right? Yeah, yeah. He was, was. He was taller than Muggsy. I was just making a guess. Nineteen ninety nine Super Bowl thirty three pro play, pro player stadium in Miami. Denver Broncos beat the Atlanta Falcons thirty four to nineteen. John Elway, your MVP. Was that his second one or his first one? I think that was the second one. I believe this is the second one. This is the helicopter one. Yeah. Muggsy was five three. By the way. Okay. 2010 Australian Open men's tennis. Roger Federer outclasses Scotsman Andy Murray 6-3-6-4-7-6 for his fourth Australian title. Were you happy with who won on the women's side? Uh, Sabalenka hadn't won a major yet, so I liked. I was happy for her. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She's a uh, she's a bit of a crazy person on the court, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> She'll lose it in a hurry. Or, uh, but, yeah, no, I was happy for her, her first major. 2018, Houston guard James Harden becomes the first player in NBA history to log a 60-point triple-double with 60 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists, 4 steals, and a block 
in the Rockets' 114-107 win over the Orlando Magic. It's a pretty big night. And in 2019, a blockbuster NBA trade took place. New York yet That's all. New folks. York Knicks send Chris Tapps Porzingis, Tim Hardaway Jr., Courtney Lee, and Trey Burke to the Dallas Mavericks for Dennis Smith Jr., DeAndre Jordan, Wesley Matthews, and two future first-round picks. Not sure that trade worked out for either team. Do any of these big big NBA trades really work out anymore? Um. I bet they do. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I wonder if Oklahoma City, if they had to undo the James Harden trade it again, and wonder if he could undo it again. Well, that, I wonder. Uh, well, wonder. I mean, that's a given that that one didn't work. I mean, for yeah. Oklahoma City. I mean, he was a great player, and Oklahoma City traded him away. I mean, it worked out pretty well for the Bulls when they traded Will Purdue for Dennis Rodman. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That was a little while ago, though. <laughs> <laughs> Worked out, though. Happy National Hot Chocolate Day. Mm. Wow. Today would be a good day for some hot chocolate. And it's mm. chilly cold out there. With milk, too. Happy with birthday. milk? Yeah, with huh? milk. Hot with chocolate milk. with wow. milk. Yeah, not the hot water kind. Happy birthday, Justin Timberlake, who's 42. Nolan Ryan, 76. Minnie Driver, 53. And Vernon Davis is 38. And normally I don't do... Athletes who would have celebrated a birthday today. Oh, okay. But when Nolan Ryan, Jackie Robinson, and Ernie Banks share a birthday, I feel like we needed to pause for a second and acknowledge. Sure. Okay. And uh, this day in 1944, we all know that D-Day was June 6th. Mm-hmm. And we know it was delayed a day from June 5th because of bad weather over the channel. Well, today in 1944. I didn't know that. Huh? I didn't know it was delayed today. Yeah, the weather was horrid. Today in 1944, it was actually delayed for the very first time. D-Day was originally going to be set in May, but the Allies were afraid that it was uh, not going to have enough ships being built to be ready for the crossing of the Channel in time. So it was going to be in May, but it was today in history that they delayed it till June. One of my... Uh one of my grandmothers was a shipbuilder or worked on a ship shipbuilding in San Francisco in the shipyards. Cool. Uh, this Michael Adams hit the shot in 85 to end the Red Raiders season in the dance. Okay. Was he Boston College? I'm just going to be guessing if I say yes. I don't know. I know. I'm pretty sure he was a Big East guy. I thought he was a Georgetown guy. No. No? Okay. Uh, 6.50 this morning here on the morning drive. Take your thoughts, comments. Yates Boston Mornings, College. Boston College. Good, good job. Good memory. Uh, we will have uh, for you on the air, weather permitting, and, you know, I don't know, Friendship Girls and Boys taking on Odessa High uh, tonight at the Tiger Pit. We'll have it for you on Double T 97.3 at 6. So, again, weather permitting. Just It looks like it's... I don't know how it, apparently, like yesterday, it was worse down in the Permian Basin and over in the Dallas area than than, uh, than here. I heard uh, reports last night, the TCU women's basketball team making its effort to their next stop. They were going to bus. I think they're going to Norman. They were going to bus, and now they're taking, and they got out about an hour or so, and then they had to turn back, and they're going to take a train. Oh, that's cool. That's what I thought. 
That's what I thought. I th- mm-hmm. th- thought that would be thought that would be kind of cool to uh, take a train to. Uh, you, have you, when's the last time you've been on a train? Has it been quite some time? Have you ever been on one to go to a destination, or has it been more just a novelty? Yeah, Polar Express one of the or Polar something. Polar Express thing. I don't know. About the girls ten years were, ago, girls were young. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Robertson for Oklahoma, by the way, broke uh, the NCAA Division I women's basketball career record for three-pointers. This happened last night in Ames. It was her 498th three-pointer. It uh, passes the mark set by Kelsey Mitchell, who did it for Ohio State from 2014 to 2018. Uh, She is a fifth-year senior. Uh, Seems like. For that person whose record got beaten, it's a little unfair, right? However, however, Robertson reached the record in one fewer game than Mitchell. Okay, so uh, she got her career mark also in fewer attempts, eleven hundred and thirty-five to Mitchell's twelve hundred and eighty-six. She would hit a few more. She now has five hundred three total career three-pointers. So, um. She's really good, obviously. Um, and uh, she gets the ball out of her hands extremely quick. She can she can light it up as far as the uh, Oklahoma Sooners are concerned in their uh, efforts to uh, keep uh, kind of moving forward in this basketball season. Lady Raiders will be in Stillwater tomorrow. They'll take on the uh, Oklahoma State Cowgirls. We'll have it for you on 107.7 Yes FM at 6... Uh, the tip tomorrow night from uh, Gallagher Iba at uh, six thirty. Uh, tonight, uh, that TCU um, Oklahoma game is in Norman, and again, gonna, they were going to get on the Amtrak. So it's been a while since I've ridden a train, but I think that'd be, I think that'd be kind of cool uh, to do again. Um, go somewhere where you just. I like those trips where sometimes you just you don't, and it's been a while since we've done this. Um, where you just you don't have any agenda. Maybe that's what a t- retired people do. Where you just don't have you you get in the car, you get in the train, you get on a plane, and you you go somewhere, and you you've got so much time that you don't have a quote agenda. Could you do that? Do you think? Like I'm just going to go to the city and then we'll, we'll just, do what we want to yeah, do. Yeah, just see what happens. I mean, we, I think I'm going to pick a city that I probably have a desire of things that I want to do there. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't think I'm just going to pick somewhere I've never heard of. Or no, I know, but I mean, just where you place. just go, where you just kind of have a pace about amongst yourself. Where hey, if you get up and you just want to go to breakfast somewhere or go to lunch, and then call it call it the day. Okay, just, you know, kind of have a lack, lackadaisical approach to it. Uh, elsewhere in the Big Twelve last night, number ten Texas beat Tech's next opponent, number eleven Baylor, seventy six to seventy one. Texas now seven and two, eighteen and four overall. Baylor five and four and sixteen and six in overall play. Iowa State with its loss last night dropped to six and three in Big Twelve play. Tonight in the Big Twelve, uh, you have the rematch of uh, KU and K State. K State is uh, seventh in the latest top twenty-five. KU is eighth. That'll be seven o'clock tip. And then tonight in Fort Worth. It's TCU playing host to West Virginia. Man, I, I feel like West Virginia is going to win this game. I think TCU is backsliding. I think West Virginia's got Mo. Well, their best players hurt. Mike Miles, yeah. yeah. 
but even still, I mean, sometimes you can survive. You can survive that. It just it just feels like West Virginia has picked up steam. Okay. Okay. So we'll see uh, see what happens there. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Uh, weather permitting, friendship, girls and boys basketball uh, today. Six o'clock, uh, the tip time from the Tiger Pit, 7.30 uh, for the boys game, which will we'll follow the girls. You concerned about getting this game in today? Yes. Yeah, I'm too. Um, Texas Tech will next be in action on Saturday. Uh, the take on the Baylor Bears. It'll be a noon tip, which I think is good. I think it's good. Get in there. Um, get out. Uh, maybe the the Baylor folk won't have uh, time to get awakened and over to the Farrell Center. Um, so maybe it'll be it'll be over at the you know visiting the you know the the, the sites. I'm trying to remember the name of the place for the Magnolia. Magnolia, thank you. Um, they're building a new arena there too. I'll be anxious to see that at some point in time. Uh, they just got steel structure. I don't know if it's a year away or if it's two years away, but probably at least a good year away. Uh, and it's going to be smaller than the Farrell Center. Presumably it'll be nicer suites, things along those lines. Uh, Mark Adams, after the ball game last night, Texas Tech beats Iowa State in overtime, 80-77. to 77. Here's his first thoughts after the win. Yeah, it's it's hard to, to put in words the the uh, resiliency and the and the heart that these guys showed. Uh, it was I, I don't know if, as a coach I've ever been in a situation where we're down as many points against such a good good basketball team in Iowa State, and, and they're one of the most efficient teams in the in the conference and in first place. And for us to come back and to beat a team of their caliber, just so much says so much about our team's heart and their determination, commitment, and, and the love for each other. So I'm blessed to be a part of it and certainly proud of the, the guy on my left and my right. That um, win last night for probably the entire organization, you know, staff, managers, GAs, players, coaches, anybody associated with it, that had to be just, you know, man, just what the doctor ordered, just in terms of, you know, maybe writing some attitudes or, you know, trying to show, show people, hey, we, we do have heart. We do care. We are we are still fighting. And even though we've been losing and it may not look like it from time to time, um, we, we do have still, you know, something left in the tank here. Yeah, I agree with most of what you said there. Um, I definitely showed that they have a lot of heart and effort and the team still cares and they're playing together and all that. As far as writing some of those attitudes, we'll just have to see. Yeah, no, I mean, you you can, you know, it's e- it's easy to get caught up in the moment. It, can you sustain the moment? You know, and, sure. and, and that will be on, on Saturday. All right, here is uh, Coach Adams on what the team cleaned up in the second half. Well, you know, we were in, in uh, dug such a hole for ourselves the first half. We, we had to make some huge adjustments. I mean, man, man, it's mainly just effort. And uh, with a younger team, I didn't get to brag on these guys, but we had great – Leadership from these from from Davion and and from Ko and and uh, it's you know it's, it, it, well, these guys said look we're I think these guys wanted to win at halftime but but uh, Davion and, and Kevin knew that we could get back in the game and they were dedicated and committed to doing that and 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 the guys uh, just followed their lead but uh, yeah I was. Um, 
certainly, uh, you know, it's just it was a tale of two, two halves. I mean, we couldn't have been much worse the first half. And the second half, we only had a few turnovers. Uh, we were much more efficient on offense. We rebounded much better. And uh, and then got to the free throw line, which we haven't done. And, and us being able to get the free throw line, it stopped the clock. It gave us a chance to to uh, put points on the board when the, when the clock wasn't running. And, and uh, it was a huge difference in the game. I mean, heck, you're down 23 with 12 minutes to play. I mean, so it wasn't even it wasn't even about you know coming out of the half hot. No, you definitely didn't do <laughs> you that. You know, uh, uh, you talked about him earlier. Here's Coach Adams talking about him, Jalen Tyson, and his uh, effort and what they saw from him. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jalen was kind of down on himself. He didn't play as well as as he did against LSU, and we had a good talk uh, yesterday. And and uh, you know, he said he was going to be ready to play and. You know, he he just sparked he sparked the team with with some old steals. He got those long arms. He anticipates extremely well, and I think it also helped. We start pressing and uh, kind of changed the momentum. But what it really did, it made us more aggressive than Iowa State, and I thought you know that was the biggest difference. <clears throat> How do you think this win will be looked at by the rest of the Big Twelve? Do you think the rest of the Big Twelve, for the for the other coaches for their teams? I'm sure in their huddles, their film sessions, their practice workouts, whatever. You know, the old line, hey, anybody can beat anybody on a given night. And, you know, this is going to be the the mantra now for anybody that's going to play Texas Tech. And, hey, you got to give them full 40 minutes. Uh, otherwise, you're going to get on a plane uh, angry, mad at yourself like Iowa State did last night. Yeah, I don't think um, – I think if they knew that Tech was down 23 with 12 minutes to go, they would all be surprised. But the final score, if they just – no no – going into the game, how difficult it is to play here in Lubbock, how good the crowd is. Um, going into the game, I don't think any of them would have said that it would shock them if Iowa State lost the game. Okay. Yeah. Uh, finally, from uh, Coach Adams, he talks about what made the 23-point comeback possible, at least in his mind. Gosh, I can't tell you. i just proud of these guys. And really, just I mean, I, I just feel so blessed that uh, – you know, I get a chance to coach them and love them, and and uh, they're good, good guys. And you know, it's we 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 had very little time to prepare, but you know, so did Iowa State. But you know, we have younger guys, and and so uh, I think even uh, Ko had mentioned that. But having those experienced guys, they kind of know the ropes and know what they're getting into, and and uh, learn scouting ports a little quicker and easier. And and we're just now kind of catching up and getting we can do some of that. But we're a little bit behind. Not that that you know give them all the credit for punching. Us in the mouth the, the first 20 minutes, but uh, I thought we did a lot of swinging of our own second half. Yeah, it's uh, Texas Tech uh, head basketball coach Mark Adams. Going uh, back to your last question about what other Big 12 coaches are looking at, every game you've played in the Big 12 but one has been a nail-biter. Had You've been in those games, you've been fighting in those games. We made the joke that Tech was the most dangerous 0-8 team, 0-7 team, 0-5 team in the conference. Everybody has seen what Tech has been. It's not been a situation. You've just had some struggles for a 10-minute stretch here, 5-minute stretch here offensively that have made some of these games more lopsided than they were. Now, you're not a good basketball team because you keep having those things. Mm -hmm. You just were able to overcome it against Iowa State last night. Yeah, an interesting point that Jeff brings up there is – is a, a side note from that is that this is the same team that beat you by 34. I didn't really even thought about that. This this was the team that was the one team where it wasn't close. Mm-hmm. And it felt for the world like 34 was 
you weren't going to hold them to within 34. Mm -hmm. I mean, as that game was going along last night. And so for them to get it turned around, that's just just shocking. Just amazing and really cool to see. Uh, This from Syntax Hank. Wasn't able to watch. I listened to the call from Hacks and Level. Almost turned it off at halftime. Glad I didn't. The guys made a listener feel like a part of the crowd. Jason Tyson was a stud. Well, that's nice. And they, I, I agree. I mean, I was uh, walking out of the Buddy Holly Hall uh, last night, uh, listening to the last twenty seconds on the Double T ninety seven three mobile app. Man, felt and and just like I'm just trying to walk down the stairs and not fall down the stairs because I was listening to the guys who didn't want to trip, trip and fall. Uh, but you know, just the you know the way that that ball was bouncing and they got a rebound and then they got the ball back and then they put up the shot and you know just kind of hanging on the step there waiting for him to say that the game was over uh was uh was pretty cool since he played so well last night i feel like we should get his name right he's his name is Jalen, not jason oh yeah i'm sorry mm-hmm. I, I just read it off the text line but maybe i was maybe i said it too so yeah absolutely feels like he deserves it yeah i'm certain he's earned it you know you know and mm-hmm. You know, Jaylon, J-A-Y-L-O-N, Tyson, T-Y-S-O-N. There you go. 724 this morning. <laughs> Thanks. He's <laughs> from so the chicken family, right? You wonder, right? I wonder if he gets asked that. Tyson liking chicken? I bet he doesn't. There's a lot of Tysons in this world. Okay. I get a lot of Heinz like the ketchup Heinz? No. Damn. No. No. Not at all. Okay. Not at all. Um, I, I do not know the answer to this question. Did uh, Bacho see the floor at all in the second half? I'm guessing. Don't I, I don't I, I don't, don't know. Remember. Uh, also if on the he did it wasn't much. Also on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Apparently TCU has quote accidentally released their schedule early, um, and according to this text, that's a screenshot. Uh, they play Texas Tech here in Lubbock on a Thursday night on November the 2nd. That seems odd. A November 2nd Thursday night game. Usually those games seem to be a little bit earlier in in the um, in the semester. Okay. But a November 2nd one seems seems odd to me. I hope they've coordinated that with basketball that could go up against one of those directional schools. Probably wouldn't do that though. Isn't it usually like the eighth or ninth? When yeah, you but it's, it's right there. I mean, they keep sneaking it up. But yeah, it's probably closer to the next week. Would probably be the the next week for the start of basketball season. All right, Jamie's question of the day is next. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T ninety seven three is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. 731 this morning on the morning drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line presented by Happy State Bank. Benchmark hotline open as well. This person confesses left at halftime, dot, 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 but just happy they won. Okay, well, thanks for being honest. Your question of me, Jeff, and our fine listening audience, and we will all try to be honest with you. All right. I'm going to go back to what we touched on a few minutes ago. Um, Kind of, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit, but. I'm Not sorry. completely. No, it's all right. Uh, so with the schedule coming out, mm-hmm. presumably, uh, give me two teams that you want to guarantee will be on the list 
and two teams that you want to guarantee will not be on the list. And don't factor in Texas and Oklahoma, just the new Big 12. Oh, just the new Big 12. Okay. Well, can I include Oklahoma State on that? They're in the new Big Twelve. Okay. Oh, in the new. Oh, oh, in the new Big Twelve. I not the new. The four new ones. Okay. The new, the new ten. I got you. They're in the new twelve. Twelve. The new twelve. Got you. Okay. So for me, uh, I don't want to see Houston for like six or seven years. I'm I'm good with that. Uh, I do want to see BYU. I I think that would just be fascinating. Kind of see that whole scenario. Uh, I don't think that we're going to necessarily get that. But I feel like that that would be fun. Uh, Oklahoma State, definitely want to keep that up because I think that's a good rivalry uh, in all sports, all across the the landscape. Um, and then uh, another school that I don't particularly care to see, um, I'll throw in Iowa State. I mean, that's, you know, seems to, even though we've won the last couple times, just we can play somebody different. Uh, give me... Um, Give me UCF, uh, Central Florida. I think it'd be good for the troops to go out to Orlando, kind of experience that. So that's a, that's two extremes. I don't think you're going to get both of them, BYU. And and I've answered I've given you three. So I'm going to stick with BYU and Oklahoma State. I'm going to stick with Iowa State and Houston, okay? Iowa State and Houston, I don't want to see. BYU and Oklahoma State that I do want to see. Okay. I like Chuck. Don't want to see Houston. I don't want to see Houston in the Big 12, but I'll have to deal with that when it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to see Kansas State on your schedule. They've I thought about you. that. I'm done. I'm waving the white flag for a year. Y'all go play somebody else. Leave me the, leave me alone. Um, this year, I do want to see uh, two of the four new teams. I don't care who they are, whether it be BYU, Cincinnati, uh, or I guess I don't want to see Houston. So BYU, Cincinnati, or UCF. I want to see... Elite. I want to see two of those teams, either there or here, one of the two. Um, and I kind of want to keep Iowa State on the schedule. You've had a lot of success against them the last couple of years. So uh, more success I like. Okay. Uh, for me, I want Baylor and TCU. Those are the biggest rivals. Those are what gets the fan base the most excited. Um, I think there will be some novelty and It'll be fun to play the new schools and all that, but Baylor and TCU is what gets the blood boiling for Red Raider fans. So I want to make sure that we're we're playing those two schools. The blood is boiling. Well, according to TCU schedule, you're gonna you're gonna play them on November the second. It'll be a Thursday night game here in Lubbock, presumably. I mean, it won't be a day game mm-hmm. in in Lubbock on a Thursday. I don't think, unless they you know shut down the city. Yeah, I wouldn't guess so. No, I wouldn't guess so. Mm-hmm. So uh, at TCU, in terms of on their schedule, uh, they have uh, they have Houston on their schedule uh, the third week of the season, according to the schedule that was sent put on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. If this schedule holds, they would open up with Colorado, then play Nichols, and then take on Houston uh, in Houston. The first two games are at home. Then they have a date with SMU. I think it's good that those two teams play. I think they almost should play every year, TCU and SMU. Sure. Or at least just mm-hmm. maybe not every year, but mm-hmm. they certainly don't let too many years go by without, without playing each other. Uh, they have West Virginia on their schedule in Fort Worth. They go to Ames. Uh, TCU is scheduled to go to uh, BYU on the 14th of October. Um, excuse me, they have uh, BYU at home. It was just blurry uh, in Fort Worth. They go to K-State. They come to Lubbock. 
They have Texas at home. They have Baylor at home. And they go to uh, Oklahoma. So they get uh, two, quote, of the new schools in BYU and Houston. They play Houston on the road, and they play BYU at home. So they are not playing Oklahoma State. They are not playing KU. They are not playing Central Florida, and they are not playing Cincinnati. Okay. The rest of my answer, sorry, uh, <laughs> the two teams that uh, I would cancel out would be uh, West Virginia and Cincinnati. Yeah. So give me Baylor and TCU, and you can boot West Virginia and Cincinnati. Okay. Not excited about playing either one of those two schools. Kind of feel like you'd play one or the other, right? You wouldn't play both of them in the same year. I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe not. I'll be curious to see how they balance the schedule too. You know, because obviously there's some teams that are weaker and some teams that are stronger. Yeah, that's going to be difficult to figure out year to year. I mean, you can't no, no doubt. You can't predict. It's not like uh, in the NFL where okay, you were a good team this year, so we're gonna we're gonna. Schedule you tougher next year, mm-hmm. kind of one of those deals. Yeah, or if you're not as good, then you quote get a little bit yeah. weaker schedule. Mm-hmm. Play the other, play the division that's not quite as strong. Of course, everybody is allowed to get better. They are. You know, they're, we're all allowed to get get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seven thirty-seven this morning here on the morning trial. So if you have a thought on that, um, if you could. Ch- you said BYU and, and TCU, or excuse me, Baylor and TCU. So of the of the new four, all right, which is the one team that you would like to see Tech play on the road? Is it is it BYU or is it somebody else? Uh, home or road, I don't care, BYU. Yeah, I'd like to see them play BYU cause just because I think they'll um, – there's a passionate fan base and history mm-hmm. and tradition and all the above. So, so if yeah. it's on the road, is it still BYU? Yeah, like Either place. Jeff – of the of the new four, either place doesn't matter to me. Doesn't matter to you. My games all look the same. Your games all look the same. What does that mean? I'm here, okay, or I'm at the stadium. <laughs> oh, gotcha. That view doesn't change. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm either watching it on TV, listening to it on the radio here, or I'm at the stadium at, jo- at the Jones. My view doesn't change. Well, yes, yes, it does. Is this, is it- <laughs> Not from those two perspectives. Well, I, it's not like I'm at BYU enjoying the game. I know, it, and it would be different could, if I was going every. But you could. I mean, you could go. Maybe. Isn't it fun to watch on TV uh, your favorite team playing like a cool atmosphere? That doesn't move my needle. Okay. All right, it moves mine. Going to the arena, different story. Seeing it on TV doesn't move my needle. Mm-hmm. When Tech was playing in New York in basketball at the Madison at Madison Square Garden, like those two through three years or what it was, it would have been cool to go. Didn't move my needle that they were playing there with me here. It was cool, <laughs> but eh. it's another basketball game that I'm paying attention to because it's my team. Seven thirty nine this morning. Okay, here on the morning drive. Um, I th- I think it'd be cool to go to. Uh, I'd be interested to see the atmosphere in Cincinnati and Central Florida versus like BYU and um, one of the one of the old uh, big 12 schools because um, I I just have to think in Cincinnati that you know with the Bengals and with the Reds and you know just with all the distractions it's a major city um, 
I just don't see them having a passionate fan. No, base, so I, I would, don't either. I wouldn't guess their atmosphere is amazing, but and I, I would, could be totally wrong. And then I wonder, then I wonder in my mind, I wonder if Central Florida kind of has a, and hear me out just for a second, kind of the, a party type atmosphere like Texas State, you know, where it's a kind of a raucous parking lot, raucous crowd. Uh, at least it was the, the one game that I saw there, and that was 10 years ago. So things change a lot right over time but i just remember walking through that parking lot when tech was playing texas state going wow this is they got it going on down here they, yep. they, they got it going on they've got the parking lot and they've got the, the crowd and and it may have changed dramatically but i wouldn't envision uh cincinnati as having a whole lot especially with the success of the Bengals right now uh, i think it's more of a nfl city than it is a college town i could be wrong this is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Great to have you with us this last day of January. So if you had things that you were going to check off and do in the first month of the year and you haven't done them yet, today's the day. All right. So if you've procrastinated uh, to kind of get started, you could you could jump start it today. Okay. It's kind of salvage the month so to speak seems like a good day to do it okay uh we will uh, not have friendship girls and boys basketball on the air for you tonight those games excuse me i'm Bless so sorry you. uh have been canceled uh postponed because of um the odessa schools being out of school uh don't know what the weather's been like over the last couple hours but as we were coming in this morning it was it was spitting some and drizzling some that'd be a better word and freezing right away on the on the old windshield so might want to uh, take a little caution as you're uh, going to your place of business today we come to you from the first united bank studio and i look forward to hearing from you today on the yates flooring center chat line so we're some five hours away from a football schedule being released tcu has already released theirs uh accidentally i'm just i don't i don't know if i'm buying that or not yeah i don't know you know the skeptic in me wants to say that that was done accidentally on purpose probably somebody to get a uh, jump on things probably somebody that's in the know there at tcu shared it with a friend they thought they could trust and the friend shared it with somebody else and well i mean it's on it their the, the, the screenshot it looks like it's on their standard website okay or was it just a graphic that's built and ready to go? Maybe so. Yeah. yeah. The webmaster said, oh, hey, come look at this. You know, and then somebody like took the screenshot of mm -hmm. it and then hits us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, Texas Tech is according, according to this premature schedule released by TCU, uh, scheduled to play the Horned Frogs on uh, November the 2nd. No game time announced, but you would presume that's going to be in prime time. Jimmy. Mm, and, yeah. and, and speaking of, I don't think it's going to be at two o'clock in the afternoon. No, I don't, I don't. I don't either. But I mean, you know, I mean, prime time. I mean, it's probably going to be in prime time. And speaking of prime time, they're going to play Colorado to open up their season. TCU is in, exciting. For, in Fort Worth. Yeah. How do you think he'll do there? Um, I think he'll get plenty of athletes. <laughs> I mean, he's already kind of put them back on the map a little bit for for good or for worse right 
just because it's Deion Sanders. I mean, you can you can say what you want, but I mean, Colorado been kind of like they still play football there because it it's not like they've been like just lighting it up here of recent years. Yeah, I think you could say the same thing about Texas Tech. There's no doubt. So, I mean, I don't know there, that you. I'm not trying to get be disparaging. No, I'm not trying to be all high and mighty. I'm just saying. Well, you're that, saying they still play football there. That doesn't seem like it's real a compliment. Well, I'm just all I'm look. All I'm saying is is that he he put them back on the map just by him being hired as the head football coach. Now he has a long ways to go to prove if he can help them win football games. Sure, but but I just I'm just saying that he put them back on the map just with that hire. Okay, Tech got back on the map from a football standpoint regionally and nationally because they won football games this past year. So I mean. There's two, two ways that you can that you can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, basketball from last night. Red Raiders uh, take down TCU. We've uh, talked about that uh, quite a bit, and as as we should, eighty to seventy seven. Red Raiders win it in overtime and get their first conference win of the season. Twelve and ten now are the Red Raiders. One and eight. They'll play Baylor on Saturday. That'll be a noon tip from the Farrell Center. We'll have it at 11 for you. Baylor losing last night to Texas. So uh, they'll they'll have a little... Uh, I'm not going to say they're going to be extra motivated because they lost to Texas and they're going to play Texas Tech. But, uh, but you look at it this way. Um, they'll be motivated because they lost a basketball game. And maybe you'll be motivated because you won a basketball game. Yeah. You know? Maybe. Um, and, you know, I'm... Features a team that recently won a national championship. Features a team that played for a national championship, albeit not necessarily the same players. Um, but, you know, two teams that um, have been to the pinnacle or very close to it here in uh, in recent years. So that should be uh, should be fun to watch on, uh, on Saturday from the Farrell Center. Again, uh, we'll have coverage at 11 uh, for our broadcast time in uh, play-by-play at high noon on Saturday on both 100.7 The Score and here on Double T 97.3. Uh, last night, the high point man, Kevin O'Banner, 24 points, 13 rebounds, and uh, had an assist and had a steal in, uh, in the game as well. Tech shot well from the free throw line. Uh, more particularly in the second half, although you can make a case, hey, if they shot a little bit better and wouldn't have gone to overtime. 17 to 23 were the Red Raiders. All totaled last night, 26 of 37. That's right at 70%. You'd like to see that just a little bit more, but they had 14 more points from the free throw line than did their opponent in uh, Iowa State uh, last night. So uh, look forward to uh, to seeing what the uh, what the football schedule looks like and uh, how it's all going to break down and when we're going to have home games. I mean, you talk about talk about an exciting road game. Going to Wyoming would be fun. Absolutely. You know, no question. I mean, it's uh, it's not, not it's no laydown. Not not necessarily for the atmosphere of the football but <laughs> to see the area right 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 <laughs> i don't think wyoming is thought of as like one of the you know area or the one of the places man if i, I want to go see a college football game i want to go to wyoming that's probably not what i'm thinking you ever been to wyoming i've never i'd love to um trying to think if i don't know that we landed in wyoming I went to uh, Bozeman, Montana a million years ago. And on the flight from wherever we were going to Bozeman was a real-life cowboy wearing real-life spurs. 
I mean, working spurs. Hmm. He wouldn't see that today. But so that tells you how long ago it was. It was 20 something years ago. But okay. he had working cowboy boots. This is like working cowboy. Wasn't just some, you know, cowboy that was out there pretending. He was the real McCoy. And uh, when I looked down and saw his spurs on the back, I'm like, ain't messing with that guy. Because <laughs> he's got working spurs on. So uh, let's see here. This uh, Dion is a recruiter, not a coach. At HBCU, that worked, but we're in the NIL age, and CU isn't loaded. They will still be, they will be better, but still middling. They'll be a stepping stone. If he gets players that do well, they will shun CU for a better program with money to give. Mm. Okay, wow. Yeah, I, I think I feel like they'll be better in the upcoming seasons. I don't think it'll be a dramatic turnaround mm-hmm. this year. I just don't know that I see them becoming a. You know, a, a national contender or okay. anything like that, but I feel like they'll be back to being a team that's hovering around, going to bowl games and all that good stuff. Just, I mean, X's and O's are important, but Jimmy's and Joe's are really important too, and I think he'll be able to recruit. Uh, this uh, JL, my daughter lives in Cheyenne. Laramie is great hiking. Oh man, that's awesome. He'd probably like to go along. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie, you'd love Wyoming. Put uh, driving from Jackson to Sheridan on your bucket list. That from Shelly. Awesome. Sounds like a plan. I just got to get rid of these kids. (laughs) Uh, What about the missus? Would she go hiking with you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, D-Rock says this. My blood pressure can't handle Texas Tech men's basketball this season. Most fight they've shown all season, though. That's fair. I think they've shown fight in other games, too. Give them a little bit of credit for that. They just haven't been able to get over the hump and... Last night, they were able to get over the hump. That was fun to see. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.